You're listening to a podcast from Victory. The choices we make in our relationship with God have a positive or negative impact on the next generation. Learn more about this message in week one of our series, Generationship. So we are taking a break from romance and for the next two weeks, we'll talk about generationship speaks of the relationship between two generations. Each generation has a role to play to fulfill the promises and will of God here on earth. Thus, the need to understand that each generation should be working together. Kailangan po, parehas po tayo, the older and the younger generation, working together to fulfill the plans of God while here on earth. So while I was studying about this uh, series, I saw this article. Five things younger leaders can't stand about older leaders. Iba sa atin nakaka-relate, di ba? So this uh, person interviewed 900 people. Some of them are from church. Yung iba uh, from uh, multinational companies. So iba-iba po yung in-interview niyang uh, tao. So he noticed there's a bit of tension in the workplace and in the culture that uh, in the culture these days. So younger leaders are complaining a lot about older leaders who are often their bosses. And then the older leaders also are complaining a lot about younger leaders. So the younger leaders are complaining, saying that the older ones it's not open for change. And the older generation are also complaining, itong mga batang to, kala mo, alam nila lahat. There's a tension that is happening between the older generation and the younger generation. So for the next two weeks, we will be preaching about leadership and multi-generational relationships. We'll be looking about the at the lives of Saul and David and how they viewed the next generation. So as we study their lives, we hope that we will intentionally set up the next generation to succeed in God's purpose for their lives. Let's just pray as we start. Lord, thank you for today, God, that we can talk about generationship, the relationship that is most important for the older and the younger generation. Lord, I pray that all of us will be a person, a father God who believes in the next generation. Open our hearts, God, to your preaching, to your word, and anoint my mouth, God, as I speak your word for each generation. In Jesus' name, amen. So like uh, what I prayed a while ago, that's really my personal prayer, that I will be a father a leader, a person who believes in the next generation. All of us, we, all of us has a next generation in our backyard. Meron po tayong kakilala na younger ones, may kakilala po tayo palagi na next generation. It can be our own children. Iba sa atin, yung apo natin, the grandchildren, pamangkin, siblings, mga bata po tayong uh, kapatid. If you are still a student, there's always a younger batch, younger cousin who is looking up to you. Whether we like it or not, there will always be a next generation. 
next generation that we are bound to influence. So if you are part of the younger generation, you have a role to play for your relationship with the old gender generation to thrive. And there are a lot of lessons that we natin dito that uh, we can learn from this passage that we read. So like things that should be avoided. Diba, most of the lessons in the Bible, mga things that we should emulate, things that we should But in this particular topic, we're going to look at the things that should be avoided in a father-son relationship or things that we should not that should not happen between two generations so just to give you a little background Saul was the current king of Israel so for Saul Jonathan his son is the next in line after he serves as king diba totoo naman may anak siya he should be the next king but God has other plans he wants David to be the next king hindi yung anak niya so, 1 Samuel 15 says that uh, Saul disobeyed God while they were in the war. And after that, uh, Samuel rebuked him and came the famous line, Obedience is better than sacrifice. After the story, God stripped off Saul his kingship and anointed David as the new king. While this was happening, the friendship of uh, Jonathan with David was growing. Alam mo yung nagiging close sila. And at this time, Saul knew that David will be the next king of Israel. So what did Saul think? Ang nasa isip niya, since si David ang magiging next king, he wanted to kill David. In addition, Saul noticed that his son, Jonathan, the son he desires to take his place, is taking the side of David because so much anger because of uh, so much anger he wanted to kill dahil nagsasayaw si David he wanted to kill his own son for Samuel chapter 20 verse 30 to 31 says Saul's anger flared up at Jonathan and he said to him you son of a perverse and rebellious woman don't i know that you have sided with the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of the mother who bore you. As long as the son of Jesse lives on this earth, neither you nor your kingdom will be established. Now send someone to bring him to me, for he must die. So, we see two generations having a fallout. Hindi magkasundo. Either parehas or isa sa kanila not wanting to look at the plan of God wanted to insist his own plan. So what can we learn from this story? Between the relationship of uh, David and his father Saul. So here's the first lesson. That whatever happens, the plan of God is always better. Tandaan po natin yan. Ang plan po ni Lord is always better than our own plan. Saul's concern was uh, who will take his position as king. It was actually the same with David and Jonathan. Their concern was, who will be the next king? Saul wanted to impose his own plans. His vision was limited. Ang nakikita lang niya, kung sino susunod na kailangan maging hari. He only wanted someone from his line. 
But the plan of God is not only to save Israel, but the whole humanity. That the plan of God is to send this one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so that we can receive full forgiveness of sins and have eternal life. And if you're going to read the genealogy of Jesus based uh, of Jesus according to the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is from the line of David. But because Saul's vision was limited, alam yung ang nakikita lang niya was his own plan. Naging limitado yung nakita niya. Parang ganto. When we are focusing too much on small things, alam niyo po yung mangyayari, our vision is limited. And Saul was like that. Because he is focusing so much on this small plan of him. Diba? Natatakpan po yung bigger vision. Yung bigger picture that God wants to do to whole humanity. Dahil limitado po yung vision niya. Natatakpan ng small plan. No, I hope and I pray that we will always look at the plans of God. Big picture. God's plan is always better than our plans. It's always better than our own plans. So I want to talk to the parents. To the parents here, let us not insist our own plans to our children. Diba minsan tempting eh. But let's always seek the Lord for our children. Lord, what is your plan for my child? Let's always ask that question. Lord, anong bang plano mo para sa anak mo? But as parent, we guide them, we teach them the ways of the Lord, we mentor them. But, here's the thing, let us not impose our own plans to them. Because the plans of God for our own children, for sure, is to prosper them, not to harm them. Plans to give them a hope and a future. God's will for your child can only be good, pleasing, and perfect. Let's push them closer to God. You know, as parents, I'm sure our desire is for them to succeed. Wala naman po dito parents, di ba? I'm wishing my child to be a failure. But no, as a parent, we want them to be successful. Our intention may be good, we don't want them to get hurt. We don't want them to suffer from failing. But so much better than shielding them from hurts, failures, or sufferings. So assure them in a relationship with the Lord and helping them grow with God. While we, the parents, or even you, the loving Lola, the loving Lolo, Tito Ed, or yung mga tita-titos natin, Kahit yung mga ninong or ninangs natin dito. While we love our children and the next generation, yung apo, pamangkin, inaanak natin, so much more. There is one who loves them the most. There is one who loves them most and his plans and desires for them are far greater, far better, far wiser than our own. And let me appeal also naman to the younger generation. I hope you also do not impose your own plans. As if we know everything in the world. But as a younger person, yung mga estudyante, yung mga next generation dyan, 
look for mentors. Diba? University of Rochester made this study about understanding the teen brain. Paano daw po natin maintindihan yung mga kabataan? So it's in the article that the rational part of a teen's brain is not fully developed and won't be until age 25 or so. So in teen's brain, the connection between the emotional part of the brain and the decision-making center are still developing. So kung ikaw, 25 years old and below ka, sabi niya lang, yung emotional part of the brain natin and the decision-making uh, part of the brain are not always at the same rate. And based on the study, they base their decisions on their emotions. Kaya daw pag nag-decide sila, if it, if it feels good, it must be right. But you know, as an older gen, older generation, we have a role to play. Let us help them process things and push them to know the plans of God. That's our role to play. So to the younger ones, let's be humble. <laughs> our brain is not yet fully developed, feeling 25 years old, you know. So one of the breakthroughs that I personally experienced this uh, pandemic is having a victory group for the 2007 batch. Tama po. 2007 po sila pinanganak. Yung mga 13 years old. Some of the 13 years old that I know. So, when I was uh, asking them, talking to them, you know, sabi nung isa, plan po niya is to, his dream is actually to plant a church. Yung isa naman is to serve in the government, in our local uh, government uh, unit. Nakakatawa. Diba? Yung mga plano ng mga 13 years old, mga teenagers that we know. Next gen, I'm talking to you. One of the Lord's blessing to you is you are surrounded by people who can walk in faith with you, guide you, and mentor you. Ask help. Ask counsel from them. A lot of the things I know at this point in my life were wise counsel from my mom, from older people in church. Alam nyo, next gen, the older ones in the church, they love spending time with you, walking with you in faith. They want to mentor you. So, let's go to them. Sometimes though, what hinders us from hearing from God and from others is, which leads us to our second point, our selfishness and pride is the one that will hinder us to see the plans of God in our life. So going back to the story, chapter 20, verse 32 to 33. So why should he be put to death? Sabi ni Jonathan. What has he done? He's actually talking to his dad. Jonathan asked his father, but Saul hurled his spear at him to kill him. Gusto niyo po niyang sibatin. Gusto niyang patayin yung sarili niyang anak. Then Jonathan knew that his father intended to kill David. So for Saul, his only concern was having the next king come from his line. So niya, anak niya, kapamilya niya. What the, other what the other nations will say if the next king of Israel will not come from his family? What Saul has? Selfish concerns. Saul's concern was, what will other people, other nations say? Rather than, what does God have to say? 
Instead of asking, what do you want, Lord? Lord, what is your plan? Instead of asking those questions, Saul wanted to insist and push his own plan to the younger generation. Alam nyo, hindi naman palaging kontra yung mas nakakatanda sa atin. Kasi minsan yun po yung tingin natin. <laughs> Lagi naman kontra yung mga yan. They're not open for change. They want their own way, their uh, old way. One way or the highway. Yun lang yung mga gusto nila eh. But you know, let us look for mentors. People around us who can help. Help us reach the God-given destiny that God has prepared for us. In advance, beforehand, yung mga pinalano sa atin ni Lord. So my prayer is to grow in fear of the Lord. Tayo pong lahat yung mga younger generation. This is so important in our daily lives. May takot sa Diyos. Sa lahat ng gawain, mahal natin ang ating Diyos. No, I like the quote of this mayor wherein he got a 97% satisfactory rating while leading during this pandemic. Sabi niya, I think it's really important for us to have leaders with the fear and love of God. That's the quote of this mayor. And as a younger person, our mentors, the older generation, can actually help us so that we will grow in fear and love of the Lord. So going back to the story of Samuel, verse 34, Jonathan got up the table in fierce anger. On that second day of the feast, he did not eat because he was grieved at his father's shameful, shameful treatment of David. Saul was so mad at Jonathan. Jonathan was likewise mad at Saul. Kumbaga, the feeling is mutual. Question, sino ba kailangan una mag-sorry? Diba? Who should say sorry first? Si Jonathan ba? O si Saul? So, meron tayong kasabihan, di ba? Na kung sino ang nagkamali, siya dapat ang una mag-sorry. Siya dapat una magpakumbaba. Siya yung nagkamali, eh. hindi naman ako, di ba? I, I can personally relate to that. My daughter, kapag nagkakamali kami, di ba? will always say, Dad, say sorry first. Alam mo yung kahit siya yung nauna, she will, she will always say that, Dad, say sorry first. So in my mind, bakit ako? Di ba? Ikaw yung nagkamali ah. Ako pa yung una magsasorry. So Jonathan, instead of also talking to his father and opening things up, di ba? pwede naman niya sabihin sa tatay niya eh, saka ba nang gagaling, Dad? Uh, sariling version ko lang po yun. Diba? Instead of opening things up uh, to his dad, to Saul, actually distance himself and move away. So the dista- distance became then, uh, so the distance then became not only physical, but even his heart grew distant from his very own father. Lumayo po yung puso niya. Talk about things that the two generations should not be doing moving our hearts far away from each other. Diba? Minsan sinasabi natin, hindi naman ako naiintindihan ng parents ko. Hindi naman sila open for change. Or yung dahilan natin, malaki na yung masyadong age gap namin ng lola ko or ng lolo ko. Hindi na kami magkaintindihan. Kahit anong paliwanag ko, may sarili pa rin silang gusto. 
you know, the problem here is not because they belong to two different generations. The pro problem is not age gap. The problem is not about having different interests. The problem is the heart. Puso po yung problema. No, I like this picture that says, until you fix it here, sa puso natin, until we fix it here in our heart, and address it at home, nothing changes in the world. So natin baguhin yung mundo, kailangan mag-uumpisa po sa puso natin. And yung mga nasa bahay, we have a role to play. Address po natin yung mga nakikita natin. The main problem is the heart. If you want to change the world, we need to change our heart first. So, paano nga ba ma natin masusolusyonan yun? Yung problema sa puso natin. How can we fix that heart problem? You know, it's one word. Love. Which leads me to my third point. The heart of every generation can love God. But the question is how? Diba? Paano nga ba magkakaroon ng pagmamahal ang puso natin? It says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, We love because He first loved us. You know, gratefully, we can love not because we are just loving beings, hindi dahil mukha kang lovable, <laughs> but because the Lord first loved us. I hope that the story of Saul and Jonathan serve as lesson to us. Now, this pandemic has brought a lot of difficulties to each one of us. But I believe that what the enemy has meant for evil, God has turned for good. One of the blessings that the Lord has given me at this time of pandemic, and I believe some of you or most of you can relate, is time with family. Ako yung time with my family. For us parents, what a blessing it is to be able to spend time with our children especially now that all what all the world is going through you know we have this chance to be with them much longer more often that we would have before this pandemic happened diba dati, parang, there's limited time to be with our family but right now 24 7 so we have this chance to process everything that is happening around them we have this chance to help them adjust to what they call new normal. Tayo po yung pwede mag-process po sa kanila. Tumulong so that they will be able to adjust to this new normal. We have this chance to pray with them. We have this chance to help them bring their fears and worries at time to God. We have this chance to help us raise our own family, our own next generation. Let's process them, help them, Sana po tayo yung tatakbuhan nila. Lord, nahirapan na kami pag sinabi po yun ng anak natin, pag sinabi yun ng apo natin, ng pamangkin natin, or nakakilala natin na next. We will be the one to help them process things. We have this chance. You know, every week po lumalabas ako for work and also for errands. Diba? Yung mga essential, yung grocery. Diba? Yung mga alay dyan, yung mga inaalay per week na lumalabas. Diba? You would know. Sino ba yung mga yun? Yung may mga quarantine pass. 
So, my daughters, alam mo po, nakakatawa, mas umahabol po sila sa akin. Nalulungkot po sila kada lalabas po ako. Bakit? Gusto na nila akong kasama palagi. Kumbaga, the relationship was forced and forged. <laughs> diba? So happy that I'm having this opportunity to process what's happening to my children. That's the opportunity that is presented to us. Ano po ba yung pwede natin maging action plan? Diba? How will we believe in the next generation? It says in Psalm chapter 78, verse 5 to 6, He commanded our, for, uh, our forefathers to teach their children so the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they in turn will tell their children. God's purpose and plan is to be transferred from one generation to another. It is our personal responsibility to pass. Transfer what we learn to the next generation. It's not enough that we experience revival in our generation. But we must transfer our spiritual passion to those who come after us. Yung next gen, yung mga kabataan, maging on fire din sila for God. For God. There's a saying na it takes a community to raise the next generation. That's why each one of us, we have that role to play in raising up the next generation. It is far too common in scripture in history for one generation to serve God's purpose and for the next one to reject it. You know what? We cannot afford to repeat this mistake. We must begin to think and plan long term. We have to realize it is not about us and how much success we can achieve. It is about those who follow us, the next generation. That in itself is success. In fact, that is success. That we are able to leave a legacy of faith to generations after us. Let's love, let's mentor, let's raise up. A next generation of leaders who's going to love and fear God. Lord, thank you for this opportunity, God, that we can talk about generationship, God. The importance of the two generations having a relationship, O oh God. Lord, thank you, God, that it's possible, God, to work together. Lord, thank you, God, that we will care for the next generation. And thank you, God, that the younger generation will also humble themselves and look for mentors, O oh God, na hindi pa namin talaga alam ang lahat, God. Lord, thank you, God, that you sent your one and only Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross so that our heart will be fixed, O oh God. Thank you, God, for everything that you're doing for our generation. And we believe, God, that there's hope in this world because the next generation getting disciples of God. Lord, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we end, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, Amen.
Amen. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening. We hope you were encouraged by the message. For more podcasts and updates and to give online, visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app. 